I just want to say that was a great image there with you shirtless uh-huh. and then your legs come up and it's like. Does he have underwear? He's like, Is there, what, wanna, what's like, happening? Bare it. legs. <laughs> oh. Take it off. Take it off. I didn't. I didn't manscape enough, so. <laughs> oh my god! I hope you're recording that. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their funny, sexy, and fascinating stories as they take us on their journey. Sit back, relax, and just accept the fact that your time with us will be spent in an awkward turmoil of laughter and arousal. We should also let you know that this podcast will hopefully include some explicit language. If that kind of thing offends you, we suggest that you keep listening until it no longer does. If you're under 18, you either need to stop listening or go get your parents and listen as a family. The choice is yours. Enjoy! Welcome everyone to episode 5 of the Normalizing Non-Monogamy podcast. I'm Emma. And I'm Finn. And today we have a kick-ass episode for you guys with our new friends, Bradford and Angela of By the By podcast. Yeah, normally we are planning to do one episode per week, but right here at the launch, we decided to spoil you guys and put a couple extra out there. So we hope you guys enjoy this double header and we'll be back at you like normal next week with a really cool interview with a brand new couple to swing and they've been doing it just a couple of months. So that one's really exciting and and we'll uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. All right, so thank you guys again for trying this. We The first time we did it, we didn't really uh, have a great connection, and we had an awesome conversation, but nobody would have been able to make out what we were talking about. So thanks for setting aside that's, your... That's basically us normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, th- thanks for setting aside an hour or so for us on your Sunday, and we appreciate it. Oh, an hour. Oh, man. I, I only set aside 10 minutes. Okay. Okay, well, you're going to have to talk fast. We got, we got a lot of questions. We got 47 questions to get through in the next 10 minutes. Awesome. <laughs> so question no, number one is, can, can you tell our listeners just who you guys are for anybody that's not familiar, which I don't know why anybody wouldn't be at this point, but. You never know. You never know. There's there's a couple people out there, I think, who uh, still don't know us. Um, yeah, so uh, I'm Bradford. And I'm Angela. Um, and we run By the By podcast. I've been doing it now for about a year and a half. And we just hit our centenary, 100 episodes. So we're actually, I think, the next one coming out will be 104. Yeah. Woohoo! Oh, congratulations. You yeah. skipped right from 100 to 104. That's a quick yeah, way to get we, to 200. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's how we got to 100 so fast. We just kind yeah. of skipped from like 40 to 100. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked we talked about starting at 1,000 and working backwards, but, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. It's, all mar- it's all in the marketing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so for anybody that doesn't get to see you like we do, could you tell everyone at least maybe roughly your ages? And it looks like we're talking to a man and a woman probably married. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not wearing a ring. Right, well, neither uh, are we. Yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. Uh, yeah, so I just hit 40. And I'm 39. Yeah, and uh, we've been married for 
Five, five years? years? Yeah. yeah. Together for something like six. No, wait. We've only been married for four. Oh, that's right. Married for four <laughs> years. We'll fix that in post. <laughs> married for four years, but together for five years. Yeah. 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 And yes, um, cisgendered male and female. Yes. Yeah. But not necessarily uh, normal construct for your marriage not that there is such a thing as normal right we just said normal is just an average right yeah exactly i guess how does how does your relationship look roughly and we can maybe dig into it a little deeper as we go uh yeah so we do have an open relationship and that is a very big umbrella term that encompasses a lot of things i would say that most of the time we identify as swingers uh we do see people outside of each other as well, though. So a lot of times we prefer to see people as a couple because it's just more fun. You know, we enjoy doing it and do it together. Um, but there are times where we do see separate partners occasionally. Uh, but yeah, we've been open from the very beginning and it's just worked for us. Yeah. And yeah. and there's also a bit of the polyamory in there as well, yeah. because we have a, a consistent boyfriend that, gosh, I think we've been seeing him for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Um I think we just passed our swing anniversary. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's exciting. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. I'm more polyamorous than she is. Um, I'm, I'm quick to have feelings for people and I love that feeling of limerence. Yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely revisit the, the boyfriend in a second, but I guess had either of yeah, you guys, <laughs> <laughs> had either of you guys, um, done anything like this before you guys came together or was this something that you guys discussed right as you got together and said well let's let's give that a try yeah neither of us had done this before um we had both been married for a long time in monogamous relationships and um with one of my previous partners you know we would kind of play around and tease a bit and stuff but we never really fully went all the way as to inviting someone else into the bedroom uh, and it was just at the point that Bradford and I met, we were both, we both knew that monogamy just wasn't going to work for us. We knew we needed something more than that. And when we first met, we were just kind of hooking up and then eventually decided to make things a bit more permanent. Mm-hmm. And it was from the beginning, it was, we were going to be open. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny because when we finally made things more permanent, um, I said to her, I was like, look, we've got something really special. I really like you. I'd like, you know, to make it a little more official, boyfriend and girlfriend. And she goes, okay. I went, but I still want to see other people. She goes, oh, thank God. I thought you wanted to be monogamous. (laughs) So, yeah, and that from then on, we were just like, all right, this is this is this is who I am now. Yeah. (laughs) So how did you guys meet in the first place out of curiosity? Uh, We met at work. So. He was coming out of a relationship and I was single and we just kind of started hanging out with some similar friends. So we had common friends and, uh, yeah, it just was one of those things just kind of close to each other and, you know, proximity. We were just around each other from time to time and just got to know one another and yeah, it was. Did you guys talk about open relationships and just, or other people from the very beginning or not really? Well, it, it didn't really, it's funny cause that's a good question. And the answer is yes, but no, because in the beginning we were just hooking up. It was just a, a, a sexual relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we just found that 
like literally I would come over to her place or she'd come over to my place and spend a couple hours with each other. And it's like, okay, goodbye. Um, (laughs) and we would, we'd never really talked about open relationships per se or having one, but we would talk about dates we had with other people. And so, you know, if he had gone out with someone or I had gone out with someone, we would talk about it and be like, Oh, you know, this is what we did, or this is what I like about them or whatever. Um, or we did, this today, which was really exciting and, you know, maybe a different position or something, whatever, but it was, you know, we just talked about that, but never really as a, Hey, if I were to go into a relationship, it would be an open thing. And that that never came up. Yeah. And it's it's cause it's funny. I can remember vividly coming over to her place after both of us had had a date and her date had left her apartment and, um, I had left the dates apartment and coming over to her place, um, jumping in the shower, and then she's, you know, sitting on the sink or sitting on the toilet, just talking, um, and me spending the night with her. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, that was months in because in the beginning we didn't spend the night with each other, but it was just, that was normal. Yeah. Right. Like there was just no taboo around it at all. It was just part of what the way that your relationship came together. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah. And I know that's rare. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, and for us, sex is a very important part of a relationship, and there there wasn't taboo around it for us, and so we would talk about you know anything and everything. It was just it was just a normal part of things for us, and it's an important part of a relationship, like I said. So it's something that we wanted to talk about. Right. I mean, it almost sounds like your relationship just sort of morphed into a man went just very naturally and organically just developed into what it is now and. I don't know. Seems like there's not really a, a line of demarcation of how it happened one day. It was kind of. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it is, you're absolutely right. It's sort of just, it, it happened sort of kismet. Um, it was the way it was supposed to be. Um, and you know, I can't think of a, a better setup cause we never had to go through the, we never had to go through that questioning jealousy that some couples go through yeah. and we never went through the, you know, is this the right thing for us kind of thing that some people go through. It, it just was who we were. And because of that, it, I think it strengthened our, our base. Yeah. Right. And at first we, it was more, we did see other people separately just because that was kind of how we started out. And he had a couple that he played with. He was their third a couple of times. And then after we started dating more seriously, uh, they'd had some discussions and decided to invite me in. And so we played with them together. That was our first swinging couple. And after doing that, it was like, wow, we really enjoyed this. Let's do more of that. Yeah. So that was kind of our evolution was going from seeing single people separately to seeing couples together. Right. Yeah. Yes. And that's really cool. And there was, there was never any jealousy or anything early on. Like when, when you said you'd just show up at her apartment after you guys both had a separate date, there was never like, there was never like hints of like, oh, was he better than me? Was she better than me? Or nothing like that. It was just kind of like just naturally to come over and yeah, continue on the evening. Yeah, it, I know. And I know, I know that's strange, but it was always one of those things that it was there was such excitement um, hearing about, you know, her 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 playing with people. Um, and it's never it's funny because I, I never got jealous because she always came back to me. Yeah. Um so it's we boomerang, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know you, you, and now we're in Australia. <laughs> um, 
you know, it, we, we would go out and play and then come back and talk about it. But we did, we talked about everything, the, the, from the sexy, steamy stuff to the gross kind of weird stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the fun was, you know, hearing about, you know, his adventures with partners and what happened and, you know, funny, awkward moments and the sexy parts as, as well. But it's, there's always, it was always exciting to think, you know, what was it that you were doing? What did you like about it? You know, what was good and how did it feel and that kind of thing. And yeah, it was just, there never was jealousy. Oh, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. I know. I I think that's really cool yeah. the way it developed out of that. So I, I don't think yeah. many, I think that's pretty rare. So, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that is definitely, yeah. I, we've never really met other, any other couples that, um, that have done that. Um, close. We've met some couples that have been together for a long time and started out swinging. Um, and then we've known one couple that got together. They were both swingers already with other partners. Um, but yeah, it's, it works. It yeah. works. So you guys, you met when you were living in the States, right? And then moved to Australia together. Um, was there yeah. a transition in your relationship style at all with that move? Like reinventing yourself at all down in Australia? Yeah, I would say that um, because it, it's a bit tough, too, because we had only really started kind of getting into the swinger scene and that kind of thing. When we were in the States, we hadn't been doing it for long before we moved. Yeah, because we, we got married in January and then moved overseas in June. June. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so we were just kind of getting into things there. But at the same time, we were a little quieter about things. I don't know if that would have changed as we got into it more. Knowing us, it probably would have. Um, but I can't say for sure. And so it was it was a thing – you know, our friends knew what we did and, and people that were close to us, but it, we just weren't as, as vocal about it and, and as open with the general pop- populace, I guess. Yeah. Um, after we moved to Australia, though, we made a conscious effort because we had to meet friends. We had to meet people. We didn't know anybody down here, really. And so, with, you know, when we were meeting people and making friends, we sought out like-minded people. And we were very open and honest from the beginning, what kind of relationship we had. And when we would go to events or do online things, we would always say like in profiles that, you know, we are looking for both pants on and pants off friends. And so we're Mm -hmm. looking for people that if we like you and we want to play, that's fine. That's good. And if not, we can just be friends, but at least, you know, we don't have to filter ourselves. We don't have to hide who we are or what we do. And so we just kind of sought out that kind of community once we moved here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's very similar to us as well. We, We've moved a few times, and every time we've relocated, it's sort of like, well, we need to make a new community of people here. We might as well find people that we can talk about anything with. And Exactly. So Yeah. It's, and, it's very liberating to not have to have a filter. And yeah, I, was, yeah. was talking, I was just trying to think. It's like I think all of our friends, every friend that we have, I think in some way, form, or fashion is connected either to the kink community, the LGBT community, or the swinger community. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and more importantly for me, I don't have to wear pants that often, and I hate wearing pants. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so I I did I I promised we'd circle back to the to the boyfriend. Oh yeah. Um, the the name of your podcast lends me to believe that potentially, at least one of you is bisexual. Is the boyfriend a boyfriend of Angela's, or is it a boyfriend for both of you guys? 
Uh, so we are both bisexual, and he's a boyfriend for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, it's really nice because he's able to – We, you know, we're serious enough with him at this point um, not like going steady serious, but, but it, especially for me, um, it depends on separate play can take different forms. And with him, again, this goes back to the whole not having jealousy thing. Um, but after playing together with him a number of times, we then, somebody was traveling somewhere. I forget which one of us was traveling. And the other one was like, Hey, do you mind if I see him separately? And it was just, you know, and so we're like, no, actually that's kind of cool. And so there have been times that we've seen him separately and, and played with him. And, but most of the time it is us together. And we did an interview with him. I'd have to look back what episode it is, but we did an interview with him. And he said that what he really likes is he likes the dynamic of a couple. And the yeah. the chemistry there, and so that is what appeals to him about being with a couple. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is really nice that that we can have that freedom to play back and forth individually or together. And it's just it's comfortable, it's easy. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. And we'll, we'll link to that episode. Yep. In the show notes too. We'll find cool. it. Um, I, we were curious too. On had you guys both come out as bisexual before you moved to Australia, and if so. I guess what is, if you could just compare and contrast sort of what that's like in the U.S. versus what it's like in Australia, maybe? Um, so I did. I I came out uh, before we moved. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. It, it, it's, really, it's really interesting. So um, being, uh, being, you know, air quotes, um, straight uh, in the States for so long. And then suddenly you come out and you're like, Hey, I, I've got a boyfriend. Um, after, after divorcing my previous partner, um, you know, people look at it as if it's a, it's a secret, you know, it's like, so you, you tell them something and they feel obligated to tell you something. Mm-hmm. And so you would, you would tell people, Hey, you know, I'm by blah, 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 blah. And they'd be like, well, I had an abortion in college. I'm like, you don't have to tell me this. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't a tra- – I'm telling you something about myself. And it was just like – it was really interesting how people did that. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say if it's different or how it's different in Australia because, you know, moving from a smaller city in the States to, um, to Sydney, which is, you know, 8 million people. Um, in the greater or, area. Yeah, in the yeah. greater area. Um, you know, it's it's – Interesting. I, I don't know. It's. Um, I will say though that Australians in general are a bit more open-minded and accepting. Yeah. Of of most things, really, um, and so I think that that definitely helps. And there are parts mm-hmm. of the U.S. that are like that, but the Southeast is not always so no. accepting. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> and, and that's you know I was very lucky. My my parents were pretty supportive um, and they didn't really care as long as I was happy kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's, I wouldn't, you know, it's funny. I'm trying to think, is it different? Um, and I know my experience is different from everybody else's uh, basically because we're so open and out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Being that you're both bisexual and in the swinging world, a lot of times it's very common or almost encouraged that the woman is bisexual mm-hmm. it's it seems to be coming a little more accepted that the that the man is but i guess could you guys 
uh, talk a little bit about the the con- the contrast that you see between the acceptance of Angela being bisexual versus Bradford being bisexual in the community. Talk no, rant and rave. Absolutely. Let me get All my right, soapbox. <laughs> um, get on, get on there and tell it like it is. <laughs> you know, it's really, because you're absolutely right. Um, female female sexual fluidity in the swinger community is a it's almost like a a, a commodity it's a commerce it's yep. it's you know um it's almost expected yeah if you're not yeah. and we, so perfect example is we were at a um at, at a um a what is it a a resort um and a guy said to angela um you know all women are bisexual they just don't know it yet Right. Um, and then, but men are born either straight or gay. That doesn't and make any it, sense. It's a, no, right? It's just like, wow, you're kind of an idiot. Um, kind of? Are you sure? Okay. <laughs> and so this fella, the same fella, um, one morning at breakfast, we were all sitting around, we were talking about our previous relationships. I was like, yeah, I was married for 12 years, uh, to a woman. And then, uh, when she and I split up, I, w- I dated a guy for a about six months or a year. We dated for a while. Uh, and then I met Angela and now we're married. And he looked at me and goes, Oh, so you're gay. What? Wow. (laughs) Okay. So it's stuff like that. That's really frustrating. Um, I'm absolutely okay with people not wanting to, you know, have any kind of bisexual experiences. That's, that's totally fine. It's not for everybody. Um, but you don't have to fully understand me in order to accept me. Um, that's, that's the, that's the big thing. Um, and it's also, I think important to, even if you don't want to participate to be okay with something happening nearby, or even in, if you don't want to be near it, then go to a different room. And that's the good thing about the swingers clubs, um, is that there are many spaces. You don't, it doesn't always have to be a participatory thing or in your face if you don't want it to be, but you should, I think, I mean, just kind of generally in the community, you should be accepting of it and, and know that there are people that are along that scale somewhere. Um, it is, I would say, becoming a little more accepted here. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. also because, you know, we're trying to help encourage and push that. And and you will see sometimes where uh, somebody may identify as straight, but they may be accepting of like, you know, blowjobs and oral play, that kind of thing. So there's all different lines of the spectrum. And it's just important for people to recognize that and accept it. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, I, I often I, I really like um, Cooper S. Beckett, you know, in his book, um, yeah. Approaching the Swingularity. He he hit the nail on the head where one of the one of the characters is talking to another character about male bisexuality, and he says, um, and I'm paraphrasing, that men are afraid that they are going to be treated the way they treat women. Yeah, yeah, that's and, a pretty good point. And we've seen it down here at clubs, um, you know, at our secret spot. You know, we host the pendulum parties, which is a, a safe space for male and females to experience same-sex play. Um, and people will call and, you know, go, oh, well, my, my, my husband wants to come, but he's afraid, uh, you know, he's going to get hit on. I'm like, really? Is that what are we predatory? <laughs> and, and I love Lawrence, uh, the owner of the club. He's like, well, you know, your husband may be ugly. Nobody wants to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't, don't say that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, so it gets frustrating. Um, 
how the ignorance and the invisibility and the active erasure of, of bisexuality in the community, which is why we stand on our soapbox like I'm doing right now and, yeah. and really preach and like you guys, norm, trying to normalize it. There's, yeah. you know, there's nothing wrong. Yeah, but it's, it's not, it's not even that it's the double standard behind it that I think is the frustrating part because you come across profiles all the time online where it's like, well, the way we like to play is the girls are going to make out for a while and then the guys might join in, but that's about it, you know, or we only play if the other couple has a bi female because that's super important to us. But, you know, you never see a profile. It's like, well, the the guys are going to make out and play around <laughs> for a while and then maybe the wives will jump in. That's I've never read that on a profile, you know, and so never our profile. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We haven't. So I don't know. It's it's just something that I, you know, we wanted to get the viewpoint of somebody who's been in it to see, like, how have you guys observed this sort of the double standard of it? And have you started to see it shifting? Because from the outside, I've started to see a lot more profiles where the man is listed as open minded or something, maybe not by curious, but open minded. And I think maybe that's their way of saying, like, yeah, I'm bi curious, but I'm afraid to click the button that says bi curious. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up the profiles because we've talked to a number of people over the the few years we've been down here about their profiles on on dating sites because a lot of them will say that the male is straight, but then when you actually talk to them, they are either you know, accepting or whatever. They may not be fully bisexual. That's fine, but they're okay with some guy guy play but they won't put it in the profile. And a lot, the reason, the most common reason that we've heard for that is because if they put either bi-curious or experimental or something like that, they get a lot less interest from other couples in them. Which, yeah. you know, part of me is like, okay, fine, but do you really want to play with those couples exactly. if they're not interested in that, if they're not okay with it? Yeah. And I guess it just depends upon what, you know, what level you're looking for as well. And we have seen more people now more profiles where the the male will say experimental or something like that um it's like that one thing the the one thing you tell people about yourself and their response tells you everything you know about them exactly yeah exactly and it's really that that's something that we've always said in our profiles that we're bisexual um because if if that's something that's going to turn you off we have nothing in common yeah right um but just because we've played with straight couples and yeah. it's absolutely fine. It's not, I mean, okay, we just have the conversation beforehand. What are you comfortable with? Yeah. You know, or, or, you know, can, can the t- number of times I've looked at a guy mid play or before, sorry, let me start this over. The number of times that we've had conversations, the guy's straight and then mid play, I go, Hey, do you mind if I go down on you? And he goes, no, go ahead. You know, and I hear quite often, Oh my God, that was amazing. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I've done this more often than your wife. I, I promise you. Yeah, and it is interesting, like Bradford said, is that you know we will play with straight couples, and and just because we're bisexual doesn't mean that we have to play with a same sex partner. 
in fact, there's times where we don't want that. Yeah. It, it, you know, we don't always want to play with the same sex partner. It's just, you know, it, it's an option for us. And if it's not for you, then that's fine. That's where the line is drawn. Yeah. And it's the same way with a soft swap and full swap couple. Just because you're a full swap couple and you're going out with a soft swap couple doesn't mean you're going to pressure them to have sex with you. You know, yeah. it just, you have to respect everybody's boundaries wherever those are. Yeah, and it, it all depends on the people, too. Like, some people yeah. you click with and some people you don't. And that can be whether it's same sex, opposite sex, or different levels of play. It just depends on, the yeah, your connection and also the night, too, the, the time of... The, exactly. You can, you can uh, differentiate, I guess, or and, and differ. I should say, you can differ depending on the day and the time and everything like that. And as long as you just communicate all of that, that's, that's what's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I've been so many guys first time. My new nickname is Training Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> you should get a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Want to ride with Training Wheels? <laughs> Ooh, can it be the bicycle with the dildo seat? Oh, it can. It should. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, but you, you touched on something when you were telling that story. That was something that we wanted to bring up too. Was which was consent that you you asked the other guy if he minded that. And I guess that's something that we really want to stress in our show is how do, how do people handle consent? What do they find as a good way to approach that with other people? And I guess if you guys don't mind talking a little bit about that, it would be appreciated. Uh, I mean, the easiest way is just use, use your words and ask, you know, before we start playing with someone and it doesn't have to be a long drawn out conversation. You know, if, if it is a, a one-on-one couple date kind of thing, or I guess two-on-two couple date, that we've, we've met somebody online and we're going out with them, then often there is talk about boundaries and levels of comfort and that kind of thing. If it's somebody that we've just met at the club and you don't have that kind of lead up and that big, long conversation ahead of time, you know, it can be we go to a room and we're going to start to play. It can be as simple as, okay, what are you comfortable with? And just a quick little something, or is it okay if I do this? Even mid-play, like what Bradford was saying, Mm -hmm. you know, mid-play, and I'll do this even with, if there's an established kind of level of play, even still, I might be like, is it okay if I touch you here? Or can I do this? Or, or if you do it and then say, is that, is that okay? And, you know, so it's just, just a very simple conversation can be had and it can be nonverbal as well, depending on the level of communication and the intimacy that you have with the couple. It doesn't have to always be a spoken thing or written contract. You don't have to like, okay, sign here that this is okay for me to do, you know? (laughs) Right. Right. But we, we like, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, the planned parenthood came out with a, a a graphic for about consent and it's Mm -hmm. fries. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's given, uh, it's, uh, reversible. Um, it's, um, in, uh, informed, informed, enthusiastic and specific. Okay. Yeah. And that's, you know, so fries. Um, what was, what was the F again? You cut out a little bit. Freely, freely given. Freely given. Okay. So it's, it's freely given, you know, you, you're excited about it. You know exactly what you're getting into. You know, nobody's being forced to do there's something. There's no coercion. No. And there's yeah. no taking for the team, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Um, it's, it's reversible and we always stress that it's, that that can be revoked at any point during the play, just because yep. you've agreed to something at the beginning doesn't mean that, that you can't later on be like, Oh, I'm actually really not comfortable with this. And right. Especially in a situation where you've played with a couple before, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what we did last time may, you may not be up for it. And I, th- I think the perfect example is anal sex. You know, yeah. just because yeah. we had anal sex last time does not mean that we're going to do it this time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's really important. 
but it's also, you know, it's informed, you know what you're doing, you know what you're getting into. Um, you know, and like she said, enthusiastic, it's, I'm excited to do this. Cause you don't want somebody to go, eh, all right. right. <laughs> you know? or the, I think the more common one is, uh, oh yeah, if you want to go ahead, like, well, no. Yeah. And I have that. That's, yeah. that's not consent. That's, yep. If you're really not into it, then we're really not going to yeah. do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. it's specific. You know, when we say, you know, let's have sex, what kind of sex are we talking about? Oral sex, you know, penis and vagina, penis and anus. You know, where is it? Yeah. Right. Anus and anus. That's my favorite. It's hard to do, but <laughs> if you can make it happen, it's... If you have the right double-ended dildo, you can do it. We've there actually go. got a video uh, <laughs> that we, uh, yeah, it was e- epic. We'll, not about, we'll, link, we'll link that in the show notes. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> what did you say? I said it wasn't uh, between the two of us, but we should try that. Um, it was her and another partner. Double into <laughs> dildo. It was a magical, magical experience. Huh. I never. Yeah, you didn't even think you were trying to make a joke. I don't know. Here I am trying to be a smart ass. And you're just like, oh, yeah, we do that all the time. That's the called Tuesday, us. dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take you on a whole new world. <laughs> Cue the Disney music. That's uh, probably copyright infringement. Probably. I'm probably. sure they're. I'm sure they're fine with this discussion. <laughs> so I guess you guys have. Um, let me start over. What was I gonna say? Um. Over the, so you. I know. I, like, I, I was yeah, she's got her head. She's, she's like, thinking, oh. I was thinking about double-ended dildos now. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll bring one to desire. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, so you guys said you've been open since the very beginning of your relationship. Have you experienced any challenges? You've said jealousy is not an issue. Has there been any other challenges that open, like us having an open poor. marriage? What'd you say? Yeah, we're time poor. Um, oh. We will. That, that's the, like the biggest challenge, and this is going to sound like such a shit thing to say, but the biggest challenge is like on a Friday or Saturday night, we're like, we should probably stay in and clean the apartment. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the club or let's go on a date or let's go drinking. I mean, that's, yeah. that's uh, our biggest challenge um, is that we, we neglect adulting. And also when we do meet other couples, especially if we're looking online at some of like Red Hot Pie or some of the dating sites, we always tell them from the beginning, you know, we are very time poor. It's like we have children, but we don't. And Mm -hmm. so it may be a few weeks, a month before we can meet up. And if they're not okay with that, then it's clearly not going to work. But it does get to be a little challenging to schedule everything in sometimes. Yeah, And I feel bad because I feel like sometimes we're breadcrumbing people. Um, and you know, I hate that. I don't want to do that, but we try to be open and upfront from the very beginning. We it's, it's rough. Um, yeah. and I know that's like of problems that people have, that is like the, the worst of like, mm-hmm. dude, seriously, that's not a fucking problem. <laughs> <laughs> and we have had times, you know, we do, we don't have a lot of, of rules really. Um, but I mean, like anything, there's times where rules get broken and you have to work. Yes. Yes. Mostly by Bradford. Not always though. Um, but yeah, so we have to work through that just like any other couple does, but it's just, you know, it's, we try to respect the rules and the boundaries as much as possible. Just sometimes, you know, you might get a little drunk, things happen. Do you you mind if we pry into what, what some of those rules are just for maybe somebody new who hasn't really gone down this road yet like what what types of what types of rules are out there especially for a couple who came into this 
basically wide open from the beginning. We really only have three rules, really. Um, four. Oh, yeah, four rules. We forget that. So that I, know, I always forget the fourth one, too. Rule number five is don't forget rule number four, right? <laughs> rule number five, there are actually four rules. Wait, what? <laughs> Um, so the, of course the first one is we always play safe, always um, use protection, always using protection. Um, but with that said, we both, neither one of us use condoms for oral sex, um, okay. nor do we use dental dams for women. Um, but any penetrative, uh, vaginal sex is with a condom. Okay. Um, I make that point vaginal sex because anal sex, I'm the only one with her that, uh, yeah. is, is, the anal man, I'm butt man, um, <laughs> which is funny because, you know, I'm, my ass is basically the Oregon trail. Everybody's gone down at once. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but of course we're always, uh, well, I could, just, <laughs> I was going to make a joke about getting dysentery and having oh, no, to no, ford no, the no, river, no, but no, no. I won't, I won't go down that road. So, <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the computer game? Yes. Well, that's, that's everyone right. died of dysentery. Jane has dysentery. Jane has died. <laughs> Jane fucked Bradford in the ass and got dysentery. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yes. On to, um, rule, number, rule, rule number three is... Um, Wait, what was well, that we skipped, we skipped rule number two. Oh, anal sex. Yeah. Oh, oh, so rule number two is only you have anal sex with Angela. Yes. Okay. That's, but I mean, every but everybody on the Oregon Trail has sex anally with you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it is kind of funny. Um, really, anal sex is not something that she's really in, in into, and really, with I'm not really into. Um, right. I, except for bottoming. I like bottoming. Yeah. Um, so it's a rarity, but it's just, yeah, it's yeah. just not something that we're, we joke about it. Um, but it's just not something that either one of us are too keen on. Yeah. Um, so, um, but then rule number three is nobody spends the night in the apartment, um, that we don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that's the one that I've, I've, when, one time when she was traveling, um, I had a hookup, spend the night. Yeah. But yeah. And another one that's just I think for us it it's a sort of a rule but it's more just a common courtesy is that if we've been out with other partners then whenever we do come back together we shower before we have sex and play together. But I think that's just a bit of common courtesy as well. Yeah. But also just just to to butt in here, I know people that are like really turned on by the fact when their partner comes home that they can smell or taste somebody else. So just wanted to throw it out there that your rules may differ. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. 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 And, and no, I understand that. Cause like, uh, sort of the hot wifing thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that is, there's something about that. And I will say the, the boyfriend, I like smelling him on her. It's, yeah. it's a interesting kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it is interesting because if we're playing in a group situation, of course, you know, you're not going to stop in the middle of playing. Go yeah. So it's different. And I don't really understand what's different about it. Now I'm kind of questioning that. Um, but it was just always something that we did from the beginning is we would have separate dates, come back and shower. And then, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Ritual. Maybe it was a ritual. Were, you're, I think that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. And I will say one thing I, 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 um, going down, especially going down on a woman after have, she's had sex with a condom, it, you always get that, 
yeah. there's a little bit yeah. of that lube, there's a little bit of that rubber, there's a little bit of that spermicide, whatever, and it yeah. just doesn't the the flavor is not, not uh, ideal. It's not ideal. Yeah. But that's what they make oral um, flavored lubes for. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and so I will say that. Go ahead. I was going to say, for us, we don't have a lot of rules around, you know, who we're going to play with. I know a lot of couples will have, you know, rules around either full swap, soft swap, yeah. or maybe they only play with people together or certain types of play with people. We don't really have that. But I think it is just because we were so open from the beginning about playing with other partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I that makes total sense. Yeah, um, no, thanks for expanding on the rules. I think that's really well, helpful. Did I miss rule number four? That was r- oh, shower. Oh, was the shower? You're not <laughs> listening at all. I can't count. <laughs> Just because I'm an engineer doesn't mean I can count. Remember, remember, rule number five is there are four rules. That's right. Okay. So but just to recap. Rules, but you may not be able to remember what they are. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's actually a really good point is – we even struggled coming up with our rules. So it's don't rule yourself to death. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing. And, you know, accept that any rules that you have, they will get broken. Something's going to happen. It always does. Um, just be prepared and be willing to talk about it. Yeah. And if you can communicate after a rule is broken, like let's talk about why the rule was broken. What can we do to prevent the rule being broken Again, do we need to amend the rules? Because right. that's what happened with us. Admittedly, when um, the I had a, um, a hookup, she spent the night uh, while Angela was traveling, and you know it was we ended up actually podcasting mm-hmm. our because we thought we knew it was that was bad. We were going to argue, so we gave it a couple of days, and then we podcasted. Um, so what people hear is us actually amending our rules and talking about it and how it or makes her we, feel. Should we not? Should we? Yeah. You know, do we need to look at this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of getting back to, you know, base. Mm-hmm. And I will say as well, uh, one of the things that helps us, and it, again, everybody's going to do things differently, but when a rule is broken or when a boundary has been pushed and somebody's not comfortable with it, so we always debrief after play. So we always talk about, even if we've played together, what did you like, not like, how was it for you? And it's just, you know, we just talk about it. But if there has been a a bit of a push or a broken rule and there's some tension about it, we find that for us it's really helpful to have a bit of a cool-down period so we don't talk about it right away. And it may be a few hours, a day, two days, something. It depends on the situation. Uh, But – because in the moment we know we're going to be too hot headed and we're going to get upset and it's just, and it's going to be emotional more than perhaps some logic in there. Mm-hmm. And so we do have a bit of a cool down period. And one thing that helps with that sometimes, especially for littler things is that uh, Bradford's diabetic and very often the emotions kind of run high and things like that may happen when his blood sugar is off. And yeah. so we have to, you know, it's always, okay, we're going to table this. You know, we may be arguing about some kind of play or something that happened, but your blood sugar is not right. So we're going to table this until you're back in control again. And so that kind of helps to force that bit of a break in that we're not going to talk about this right now because we're not in the right mind. And so it's, that forces a break. And I think that's kind of what started it for us. And we learned that, Hey, that really works well is to have that bit of the time to kind of cool down and think about it separately before coming together and talking about it. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think, I think it's great advice. Cause I know, I mean, we have a lot of those similar issues where you get, you're frustrated and then you're pissed off and then it just escalates. And then you, 
I think it's extremely important to even when you're even when you're holding a grudge to still be communicative. Mm. You can be angry and hold a grudge, but just be honest and say, "Look, I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be holding a grudge." And I, like everything else, I think um, put a timer on it. So, you know, when we've had discussions before, if we're going to, uh, we know we're going to disagree on something, um, not necessarily because we don't do a lot of arguing. We do a lot of debating and, and, and we're master debaters. Um, yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, you put a timer on it and you say, all right, this is what we're going to do. And if I'm going to get, I get five minutes or I get 10 minutes to say my piece without, and all you do is listen. And then you'll do it, you know, 10 minutes, whatever. And all I do is listen. And I think a lot of us, what we do is when we argue, we are not listening to the other person's, what they're saying. You're formulating a response already in your head. Yes. And Mm -hmm. if you're formulating what you're going to say next, you're not actively listening. Um, And that is not conducive to um, solving a problem. So we try to set a timer, two timers, you know, one for each of us to speak. And then one that it's. When, by the time the second timer goes off, we have to have this resolved mm-hmm. because I don't want to, I don't want to be angry for a, a, a day, a week, a month. No. You know, it's, it's <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> I'm looking at him. Angry. It is. It takes a lot of effort to be angry. It yeah. does. Um, it does. It's and exhausting. And I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes you're just angry because you feel like you're supposed to be angry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's. I think that's all excellent advice, and it's very useful both inside and outside of the relationship swinging non-monogamy world. Yeah. Earlier on, you guys mentioned how you've both been pretty much out the whole time. Um, is that out in terms of your relationship style, or just in terms of being bisexual? And and uh, yes. expand on that. Like, is it to friends, family? work professional life or are there limits and boundaries? You know, we really don't have limits or boundaries. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, on both accounts. Yes. We're out to just about everyone. Um, about the swinging and the bisexuality. We don't hide it. Yeah. You know, cause it, it is something it's, it's how we define ourselves. Yeah. Um, for me, the bisexuality specifically is, is a key component to my self, uh, identification. Mm-hmm. Um, the swinging is also important. Um, but it's also on a, uh, maybe a bit on a need to know kind of basis is that, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, your, his work knows many people at my work know, some people know, but don't really understand. And so if it happens to come up, you can see the confusion and then they just give up trying to process it. That's fine. Um, and then some people, if I don't talk to them very much, well, then they don't really know. But that's that's yeah. kind of everything yeah. in life. You know, they may not know that I play softball or whatever. I don't. Right. Um, but, you know, <laughs> like, again, there are... You don't play softball. I don't even know this about you. <laughs> but there are things that not everybody at work knows, kind of. But it's just, it's not any different. It's not like we actively hide anything either. Right. You know, if somebody says, right. well, what did you do this weekend? We'll tell them, you know, we went out or we had a date or whatever. It's just... Yeah, but, you, but you also don't go into like the gory details like, well, we were in a 24 person orgy and no, but, you know, I do have one colleague that I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's your best friend. Though. Yeah. 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 But no, and, and, and oftentimes at work, even if somebody says, you know, or out, if, you know, just meeting other friends, if somebody says, well, what did you do? And I may say, oh, we went to the club. Da, da, da. And most people just assume a nightclub. They don't yeah. even, it doesn't even cross their minds that there's any other kind. Or if you say yeah. I went on a date, assume that you mean between the two of you. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it's, well, yeah, it was between the two of us and another couple. And so it depends on, again, how, you know, if they ask more questions, then I'm absolutely open and honest with them. But most people just do their assumptions because really when somebody asks, what did you do on the weekend? They don't care about the answer. No, they want you to ask them what they did on the weekend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) But we both fall under the, the sort of the, the idea that the hardest thing to do is ask a question. Mm. Um, a lot of people assume that answering the question is difficult and it's not, it takes courage to ask a question. Um, and if you've got the courage to ask a question, then we've got the courage to answer it honestly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's, you guys are so freaking insightful. (laughs) Making us sound sound bad over here. I'm not, (laughs) I'm going to have to edit some of your intelligent answers out so we don't look bad. (laughs) (laughs) The I whole mean, point of our podcast is to make other people sound smart. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah. That should be like your subtitle, make, making other people sound smart. <laughs> yeah. We're dumb, so you seem smart. That's our tagline. Don't be so hard on yourself. Why, yeah. 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 Jeez. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's your job, right? <laughs> All right. We'll edit that out. <laughs> So do you guys have a couple pieces of advice you'd want to share with listeners who are maybe new into this or that you wish you would have known at the beginning? (laughs) I know, I was like, right, I'll I'll start. Um, I would say, um, you know, there's there's this really great uh, image that was given to me uh, when, when I had a colleague that retired. And it's a photograph of a chalkboard, and it's a circle that says your comfort zone. And then another circle outside of that, which is where the magic happens. And so I would encourage people to push their boundaries to to just try different things and try something new. And remember that 99% of what you can do tomorrow morning when you look at yourself in the mirror, fundamentally, you are still the same person. Um, Whether you liked it or not, you're still fundamentally the same person. And that 1% is things like tattoos and murders. Don't do that. Um, Actually, do the tattoos. I like tattoos. Anyway, um, (laughs) but, you know, that's – that would be one of my advice things. And that's something that I wish I had known when I was in my twenties was I was in my comfort zone. I never pushed boundaries. And really, you know, I, I have made it a, 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 a really strong effort to say yes. When somebody asks me, do you want to, I say, I try to say yes now. And that's because of Angela. Um, cause I used to be the person that I would say, no, 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 thank you. Or no, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. And now I'm like, you know what? Yeah, let's give it a go. Let's try it. And the, some of the experiences I've had are just absolutely crazy, um, magical. And most people think are like, you made that up. And it's not, it's because it's, you know, um, an amazing evening can start with the word yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'd be yeah. my advice. Well, and I would just, like we've said all throughout the, the podcast, and we always say is that communication, you know, by all means, communicate with your partner about anything and everything from, you know, the idea of doing something and whether it be opening up the relationship or whether it be something in particular, if you're already a swinger or doing something differently in your, your, swinger lifestyle, but just always be in communication with your partner every step of the way. And and that can be about what you want to do. It can be about, um, how you feel about it or just anything and everything. We just, we talk exhaustively, probably more than many people would want to about our experiences and our relationships and, and what is it that we're interested in. Uh, so I would say that that's definitely a big key piece of advice. And also if, 
someone is thinking about opening things up or getting into the swinging lifestyle, do research. Just because you think I want to do this doesn't mean you have to jump right in immediately, but do research and, and learn about different ways that it can happen and think about what works for you and your partner. Is it going to clubs? Is it one-on-one -on -one kind of days? Is it meeting couples? Is it meeting singles? You know, and, and just really kind of think about what is it that you're looking for and how do you best fill that need? It's right. definitely right. something that there is no one right way to do it. No, There yeah. are millions of wrong ways to do it, but there is no one right way. Whatever's right is what works for you. Yeah. And you might not know that right away. You have to figure that out. Yeah. yeah. And that's where the experimentation and the, the trying things and, and you know, try it. If it doesn't work for you, then don't do it. Do something different. And right. I, I will add to sort of a, a bit of a corollary to what Angela said is if you want to try something, if you're, if you're new and yeah. you're thinking, I, I want to try this, I want to try this, you've probably been thinking about it for a while. And then you mention it to your partner. Um, just remember that you've been thinking about it for a while. This is the first time that they're hearing it. So give them the respect to, to have a little bit of time to process what you're yeah. saying and, and accept that their first answer may not be their actual answer. It may just be what society thinks they, you know, mm -hmm. their answer should be. And if they don't, if you go to your partner with an idea and you say, I want to try X and they think about it for a bit or immediately say no, but they say no to it, then have a more of a discussion as to why, what is it that you don't like about it? You know, can we maybe amend it and do something similar, but not exactly that? Or is it, is it that society, you think that society says no, so that's just kind of your gut reaction. Or yeah. is there something that you physically don't like about it that makes you uncomfortable? Maybe there's something emotional about it, but just have a discussion and, and see what it is. And can you move forward together with it? Or is the answer just truly no? We're, tro right. we're totally taking over their podcast. I'm sorry. No, that, that was... <laughs> I was actually going to follow up to what you guys said. It was, and you basically just said it. So what I'm going to say is going to be repeating it. But, you know, Bradford's point was don't be afraid to say yes. But I would almost say also don't be afraid to say no. And if your partner does say no, it may not always be a no. You know, that right. don't be afraid to ask again and say, hey, you know, we talked about this. Is it something that's still a no? And, and Maybe not every day, but yeah. give it some time and don't be afraid yeah. to yeah, bring yeah. it up. How about today? today. <laughs> yeah. Right. But that yeah, would not I mean, be a good end to a relationship at all. Or it would cause a good relationship. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. No, that's I think that's all fantastic advice. And you touched on in the middle of that to do a bunch of research. Was there a couple of resources that you guys found useful or have found useful that You've talked to other people. They've said, oh, this is how I've done my research that you might think you'd like to share with us. Uh, so for us, we when we were starting out, we listened to the Life on the Swing Set podcast. We found that to be to be really helpful for us and just getting different viewpoints and in, in different ways. Um, there are a lot of lifestyle podcasts out there, you know, and it's a good way. Again, everybody does it differently, and so if you listen to a couple of them and see different ways to do it, different people's approaches, what they have to say, you may not, you know, end up liking them all. But that's fine. That's how things go. Um, but there are a lot of uh, podcast resources. Like I said, for us, Life on the Swing Set was the first one. Yeah. And then do you want to talk about that? Yeah. yeah. So the, one of my favorite books, and I'm a complete book nerd, um, but Sex at Dawn is a great book. Um, and it sort of talks about, um, you know, it talks about why we enjoy sex and it's a lot about the sex. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's another great book called uh, Bonk, um, which is it's it's a sort of a curious look at at sex and sexuality. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of really great resources out there, whether you want to listen to them. And both of those books are also on audible.com. Um, mm-hmm. so you can listen to them as audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, and, and for us, you know, it was, once we decided that we were going to kind of see couples and things, it was not just, you know, what does swinging look like, but we both been very interested, like Bradford said, in, in sex. And why is it that we're so interested in this? And why is it such an integral part of our relationships? Because it was something that was very taboo growing up that you didn't talk about it. Right. But yeah, right. we found that, no, we actually really want to, we need that. Like it, it really helps us. And we find it interesting that a lot of other people want to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I think that's one of those big kind of dawning moments. It's like, Oh, okay. Um, everybody wants to talk about it. It's yeah. like, just society tells us that we're not supposed to. Yeah. Right. It's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're hoping all those people decide to come on and talk to us about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. so if you're listening to this and you want to talk about it, come talk to us. We'll definitely talk to you about it. So, yeah. um, and on that note, we wanted to thank you guys again for taking yet another hour of your time to call us back and talk <laughs> to us. Cause we've, I don't know if it was evident, but you guys are in Sydney and we're in the U.S., so we're we're talking across a lot of time zones. So, yeah, indeed, uh, uh-huh. fourteen hours different, I think. Yeah, I yes, think so. it is midnight. So, oh, geez, guys, it's two p.m. two p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> we're actually, I guess, today now for you. Yeah. yeah. So, hello from the future. <laughs> 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 but again, for real, thank you guys for taking the time and for sharing so much valuable information. I think. Can you guys tell okay. the listeners where to find you? Yes. So we everywhere are at By the By Podcast. That's Twitter, Instagram. I think we're even on Snapchat. Fucking I. Um, Facebook. Facebook. So yeah, we're everywhere at By the By Podcast. You can email us um, the the atoms of love at gmail and website? the website is www.bythebuy.com.au, and it's B-Y-T-H-E-B-I. And, and we will definitely put links to all of that oh, yeah. in case people weren't writing as they... And yeah. what did you say, Angela? What'd so, you say, Angela? The podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, anywhere... Pod- Spotify. Yeah, anywhere podcasts are found. Yep. You can find us. And your podcast is more of a chronicle of your guys' adventures or a little bit everything? It's a little bit of everything. Um, so we do everything from talking about just life and being bisexual and what it's like. Uh, we talk about swinging a lot. We recount dates and, and play sessions that we've had, you know, a little bit of detail, but not too much detail. Yeah. Um, we had interviews with some folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just it, Informational stuff. We've had a couple now on pegging and just different ways to do things and yeah. Kink play. And yeah, yeah, so we, we, we fall under a lot of umbrellas. Um, so yeah. Very cool. Well, I know we've listened to you guys a bit and we definitely recommend it. It's awesome. You guys are a lot of fun to talk to and thank you for coming on the show again. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for having us back. Absolutely. We will talk to you guys soon. All right. Ciao. Bye. So thanks again to Angela and Bradford of At By The By Podcast for coming on. And seriously, guys, if you haven't listened to their show, definitely head over and listen to it. They've got tons of great information, and they're really great people. So give them a listen if you haven't already. 
Yeah, and we also wanted to just quickly mention if you want to comment or give us some feedback or be on our show or even just if you have a question, please reach out to us at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You can find us on Twitter also at NNM Podcast. And we'll be back again next week as normal with a, again, an interview with a couple that's pretty new to swinging. So that one's really fun and we'll see you guys in a week. Bye.